Today's Friday. Happy Friday. And we're going to start off with uh, something that we do, which is an icebreaker. And for our icebreaker, George, I came up on something trending on Twitter. And I have no idea what it is. Like you gave me the, you know, just, you know, some people sometimes think, you know, it's a podcast, right? And they're like, oh, they probably talked and know exactly what this is about before. And I'm going to act. No, I have no idea what this is. Sometimes, you know. Sometimes I do know, but like this time I really don't know. So if I'm really surprised, I'm going to be really surprised here. Well, what's trending on Twitter? I did tell you what's trending on Twitter. So yeah, but I have no idea what it means. So let's, let's see what let's see what it is. Let's get it. The Dragon Man is mm-hmm. is trending on Twitter. Breaking news: Scientist found a fossilized skull that is at least one hundred forty thousand years old. And it may be a new species of ancient humans. The researchers named it uh, the Dragon Man. And just to give you a little more information, it was a huge skull found on the Songhua River in China. And its lineage is Homo sapien, but it dates at least 146,000 years ago. Um, so it adds a little jig. What do they call it? A jigsaw of human ele- uh, yeah. evolution. It, it adds another piece of a puzzle to the jigsaw puzzle that is human evolution. Is I think the correct way to say things here. But uh, I, I know I think you're about to throw up a picture of what they think the person would look like. And uh, yeah, um, not not very. So, wow, that's a really crazy looking fossil. I mean, you if you're listening to the podcast right now, you you can't see it, but go just like Twitter, type in Dragon Man, you'll see the fossil. It shows a kind of prehistoric type of deal with what humans may or may not have looked like. So you just wonder, right? Like you you do know like an ancient folk stories, especially back in medieval times, there was a lot of talk about dragons, right? Like that was the big thing in the medieval time, and you wonder like where do they come up with dragons? And you you think maybe possibly a, something like a dragon may have existed or something that looked like a dragon existed so long ago and they knew about it. We don't. Gets lost in translation. In 140,000 years of human, if this is true, right? They say, it's. I don't know how they get the date. They look at it like, oh, that's about 140,000 years old. But 140,000 years is a long time and I'm sure humans evolved quite a bit in 140,000 years. And what this Twitter account is saying is the new study in China with this prehistoric skull, it, it was a abandoned, you know, whatever skull for how many ever years. And it's the closest relative to modern humans. And the dragon man now may replace Neanderthals as our nearest relative. Oh, man, the Neanderthal gets uh, <laughs> gets pushed aside. We got dragon man now. The Neanderthal gets the boot. I don't know why you'd say it like that because usually your answer would be like, "That's so cool that the no, dragon man gets the replacement." Sure, I I was just kind of warming up to Neanderthalism, but I'm now I'm gonna get used to dragonism. It's cool with me though. It's pretty crazy, the dragon man. Um, yeah, I I like it and I don't like it. <laughs> well, what do you not like about it? Um, I don't like the mystery sometimes of what the hell like happens in life. No, I totally agree with you. Speaking of mysteries, we'll just veer off the path here for a second. Did you see the news yesterday that they're saying that there was like a big uh, 
kind of like an asteroid or meteoroid looking thing orbiting the earth, but they don't, that, that flew by the earth, but they don't actually think it was a meteoroid. And they think it's possible that it was actually sent by UFOs to spy on us. You know, George, every day there's a new theory about whether it's an asteroid or a UFO. So for me, I didn't see that. And I'm not concerned about it anymore because I thought about this the other day and I was thinking Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, by now, if a UFO was coming to attack people, it would have just happened by now. It, it wouldn't just be like, ah, oh, we're just waiting another 100 years. Like, we're just going to keep waiting. So in my theory, I'm not concerned about it. I'm way more interested in something like a dragon man because it actually mm-hmm. questions human life. Okay. Well, here's a question real. for There's you. like proof of it now. You know what I mean? Like, there's no oh, proof yeah, yeah, yeah. of the, the Of aliens. Yeah, or aliens yeah. in general. You know, I do believe there are aliens. But the thing is here, I was thinking about it the other day. Would you... Like, would you... Like aliens have always been a thing where people talked about, right? And like in theory, they exist. And we've seen movies, Alien versus Predator or uh, Armageddon and like, uh, or no, Armageddon might have been an asteroid, Men in Black and stuff. But let's just say in theory that aliens do exist and aliens are kind of like assholes and they do want to take over. And we get like, are you prepared for an alien war, Sammy? Like, Like we just went through COVID. I just don't know if I really... Like part of me is like, yeah, cool aliens, but how about their dicks and they want to fight us? You just asked uh, a question that I can answer for everyone. Am I prepared for an alien war? No, not just no. The answer is no. I'll tell you right now. The answer is everybody's answer, including the military, is no. Because how could you be prepared for something we don't know what it is? Okay, that's that's if America great. wasn't prepared for a uh, a COVID a a flu-like thing that's going to kill people, how would they be prepared for aliens? Okay, fair enough. Uh, Let me ask it better. Are you prepared to aliens in general? Whether they're nice, friendly, warlike, do you want to have aliens be part of your life? No. (laughs) No, me either. I think the mystery is way more fun. Like, oh, cool, I think there's aliens. Like, I don't really need to know. Yeah, I don't need to know either. But... This is why I think stuff like this is a little more interesting, like the Dragon Man, because you can actually date it back to the evolution of humans, which we know is real. And we know that there had to be some type of pre- prehistoric humans as well. <laughs> totally, man. And uh, and we know they're dead and extinct and they're not going to come and invade us. We're not. Yeah. We're, I don't think Dragon Man's coming back to life to go through a war versus humans. So I think we're good there. Although in this interesting time in the world for us, um, as much as it seems like almost an alien invasion to those in the Pacific Northwest, for those that listen to this pod regularly, I'll explain. Uh, uh, you know, but George, uh, or if you're new to this podcast, I can explain. George lives in Phoenix right now. We just moved from Seattle. I live in Seattle, but we're about to have a heat wave here. Now, people are really in, in there's for good reason because most people here don't have AC. Uh, most people here, or people don't realize, but Seattle is one of the most humid cities in America. Um, and there is about to be a day on Monday that's supposed to reach somewhere between 107 to 110 degrees. So this is basically an alien invasion on the city of Seattle. I think there is a recorded three days in the history of Seattle over 100 degrees. And there's supposed to be two of them this weekend. And so 110. Like an alien invasion. <laughs> I, I don't know what the record is, but I don't think I've ever been in Seattle when it's over 110. Uh, it's never. I tell you, there's been three days in history over 100 degrees. Unbelievable, man. We'll stay, uh, I guess, wear your sunscreen. 
<laughs> the Seattle's all-time high is 103, and the city has only seen three 100-day degrees in history. So, so most likely they're going to break the record for hottest day in Seattle history coming up this week. They will. I mean, it's supposed to, some places are saying 110. Some places have said 109. So I'd be shocked if it somehow drops below 100 just out of nowhere, you know? Yeah. I guess climate change ain't real, though. Yeah. LOL. Let's not talk about <laughs> climate change. I know right. nothing about climate change. I'm just throwing an obscure That's comment out like, there. Let's just move forward. <laughs> let's talk some NBA basketball. Um, Enough That's something we know about. Huh? Something we know about more than climate change. That's true. Um, where do we start? We can start with some NBA playoffs. The Suns' best player being hurt and Cameron Payne really just torturing torturing the team's chances yesterday. Um, and there's even drama. Scottie Pippen's losing his mind on Twitter. Uh, KD's going back at people on Twitter. Jay Williams was saying some crazy shit. And... There's actually a lot happening in the NBA. The NBA never ceases to amaze me with the amount of, whether it's online, on court, political, something else, like always something going on. You failed to mention Kevin Durant also. With, uh, I did say Kevin Jack, Durant. He, with, I, oh, I you did. Kevin yeah. Durant, Twitter. Yeah, Kevin Durant's in multiple places, right? He's beefing with Scottie Pippen and Jackie McMullen now. Not just, yeah, he's everywhere. He's always beefing with someone. Yeah, I don't know where where to start. Where do you want to start, man? Because there's so many different things we can cover. Let's start with some of the Twitter stuff, and then we'll get into the games. Because to be honest with the games, we have some long series left to go. There's only three games into the Suns game. We're about to be two games into the box. And after the weekend, we're going to probably know a lot more. Um, so I do want to mention all this Twitter stuff of Scottie Pippen. Because I don't really know what's going on with Scottie Pippen. I, and I, I obviously have a theory, which is probably the correct theory. Scottie Pippen just started a whiskey brand. And he's been all over the whiskey brand on, on the internet. And like five days after his whiskey brand came out, all of a sudden he's tweeting that LeBron won championships with no help. Kevin Durant, selfish ball hog. That's why they lost that game. Even though he literally made the game tire to go to overtime. He's like saying all these crazy statements and you know, he's just posted a picture of himself, like sitting, drinking his whiskey with his face on the TV above him. Uh, like on first take, he's just like really everywhere. Right. And I think, I think it's cause he's trying to promote his whiskey brand. Like, I just think he wants more eyes on himself right now. Yeah. Uh, well, three things here. I think there's three separate reasons why he might want more attention and more, more, uh, recognition and have a little more attention on himself. One of them is exactly what you said. The whiskey brand could not be more accurate, right? You have a new product out, you're going to push that product. How better push that product than put your name out there, get your name more in the news, add, stir up some controversy, and then sit back and watch a controversy stir over a glass of whiskey. Totally agree. Number two, the last dance, he was not happy about that. There's a lot of uh, negative Scotty Pippen, uh, I would say, agenda in the last dance, whether it was on purpose or on accident. He did not look in the best light there. Even, even with the Kevin Durant stuff where – Kevin Durant was like, weren't you the guy that didn't go in because they wouldn't, they gave Michael Jordan the ball to shoot the last shot? Like he, he, there, there was stuff in the last dance that like people are clapping back at him for. And he right. obviously is hating that. Yeah, that's true. And the third one is his ex-wife or public divorce going on right now. And I'm not trying to like, you know, it's Larissa. Private, Larissa is a fucking nut job. And I think anyone who goes through a very public breakup, and this is a public breakup versus versus some with someone who is as out there as Larissa Pippen is, is kind of uh, 
I don't want to say scandalous as Larissa Pippen is, tend to want to compensate by doing other things, getting his mind off the divorce. Maybe that's why he started the whiskey brand. Maybe that's why he's tweeting more. But it's three separate things, I think, motivating Scottie Pippen to kind of go out of character where he was much more of a quiet guy behind the scenes to become a lot more in the public life. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. I mean, like you said, too, the divorce. And I think, what was it? Larissa Pippen shot her shot this year at like Lonzo Ball. And she was dating Malik Beasley for a while. Like there was just so much drama going on. And then, of course, like I was saying, I think it's pretty clear now. Just in time for Father's Day, only a select number of digits. This is his whiskey. He just came out with the whiskey called Digits. He is trying to now cause a stir on the internet and it's working. I mean, like it's free promo. It's probably a good idea to just throw it out there, to be honest with you. It's not an awful idea to be like, I just came out with a new whiskey brand. I'm going to tweet crazy stuff. I'm going to get people talking about me on ESPN, looking up my Twitter. My Twitter mm-hmm. pin tweet is something about my whiskey brand. People are like, oh, Scotty Pippen. Like, especially when you're already a known person, you know that you can do that and then cause more attention towards you in a bigger light than if it was like big baby Glenn Davis when he was talking about stuff, right? Right. Like different level. Right. And look, like this this guy Pippen, by the way, I mean, he made a good amount of money in his career, but not the type of money people are making today. You see guys like George Clooney sell his tequila brand for $500 million. Scotty Pippen's probably like, hey, man, if I do this correctly, I might be able to sell my whiskey brand for $200 million. Yeah. So, like, I totally understand where he's coming from. And I, out of the and three theories, go ahead. And a divorce. And a divorce. Uh, I thought you said, and of course. Um, and out of, out of the three theories you gave me, I think the most likely, or the three theories I presented to, I made up one you made up. I think you're right. It's the whiskey brand. Like, hey, let's let's get this in the public light. Yeah. And and like you said, uh, uh, tied into the fact that I think I looked up his career earnings are 109,000, which is actually more than well, Michael Jordan even, 109 right? million, not 1,000. Uh, yeah, 109 million, which is actually 20 million more than Michael Jordan just on the basketball court. Obviously, Michael Jordan's a billionaire off the court, but Pippen like 109 million, I know is a lot to most people, but you see guys like Chris Paul's due forty five million just next year. Uh, Damian Lillard's due like forty four. Steph Curry signed a what like a four, four five year two hundred million dollar contract. So yeah, in today's world where Scottie Pippen was a top ten player, he could have maybe with a fifteen year career could almost have come out with five hundred million dollars. Maybe um, mm-hmm. some of these guys are going to come out of their career. LeBron's going to near a billion dollars maybe after if he does two more mm-hmm. contracts, he'll be nearing probably a billion or maybe. 600 700 million whatever it is it's that's if you're past 500 million you're nearing a billion and that's what people get these days so it it, i think it all plays a role into that right where you're right i think and we do tend to see a lot of ex-players from that generation have they have enough money to live the life that they want don't get me wrong but if they want to keep going with it they're doing a lot of tv jobs starting businesses investing um and it's the smart thing to do regardless. So I think he is trying to play the role of I'm Scotty Pippen, listen to me more just to like get my name out there. And yes, of course I have a whiskey brand. So yeah. While you enjoy my Twitter, take a sip yeah. on my whiskey. Um, and of course, Kevin Durant was involved with all of it, right? And Kevin Durant, 
was clapping back with the comment that I said. And then Kevin Durant also got into something today where Jackie McMullen uh, said that his goal is genuinely to win three championships with the Nets. And he was like, uh, I never said that. Like, you don't know me. We're not friends. And it was one of those moments where you look at Kevin Durant. He, as much as he's been made fun of at certain times, because I actually, I do understand the making fun of him sometimes. Like the, he was a little softer early in his career, the burners and all that. Now he's doing it in the right way where it's like, I'm me. And like, I'll make fun of Scottie Pippen. I'll make fun of Jackie McMullen. Like, who the hell are you? We're not friends. Don't act like you know me. And this is what makes KD likable when he's doing it in a genuine way where he's just like, dude, I'm just a regular guy on Twitter. Right. And then he also did it like, I forget it was after the second round, first round series or one of the games. And the guy asked him like, Hey, uh, you know, you two years ago, you tore your Achilles uh, to the stage. Do you think you're going to come back? And he's he like, and he froze like, is that a serious question? Like, and then he laughed. Like, he wasn't that mean about it. He was like kind of – it looked like he was actually confused. Like, why would you ask that? Like, you didn't take more time to like properly think of a good question to ask me than did I think I was going to come back? Yeah, I thought I was going to come back, obviously. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but one thing I do have to give – Kevin Durant credit for and this is like kind of one of those things where people don't like to hear is like I appreciate that he goes after men and women on Twitter for things he doesn't like because a lot of guys in the league might be scared to go after Jackie McMullen because she's a woman and they feel like oh if I do that I might be deemed as sexist but like Kevin Durant is equal opportunity to his uh, to his wrath, I guess is the best way to put it. Be a man, woman, gay, straight, whatever you may be. If Kevin Durant doesn't like what you're going to say, he's going to let you know about it. Yeah, I, and that's kind of one thing that I genuinely, genuinely love about him. And I, I used to hate it about him because it was he was doing it on a burner. Mm-hmm. And when you do things on like a burner, it just makes you less likable. Um. But with when he does it like this, just like being a genuine person, he feels more relatable to the common man. You know, you're right. like, I like how you just you're doing you. You're laughing at stupid shit. You're clapping back at shit. And sometimes you're saying stuff that's just like funny. And I kind I really do like that about Kevin Durant recently. And I do feel bad. Like he had been judged a lot after, you know, like he was getting kind of judged by former players when it's like the dude just had one of the most incredible performances in the playoffs I've ever seen in my life with his two co-stars hurt coming off a of torn Achilles. Like there wasn't much negative to say about him. No. I mean, you could like just look at him like, well, he missed a shot. He airballed the shot to win. But I was like, I kept thinking about that. Like the whole, Oh, he airballed the shot. I was like, all right, if the b- shot hit off the back of a rim, do people not make fun of it? Well, I mean, no, I think it was just more about winning, but no, no, because like I, I've saw so many people like, Oh, Durant airballed the, the game tying shot. I'm like, Really well, like if he hit the rim, like is it better? <laughs> like, yeah. like I, I, you know, it's one of those things. Like, okay, but he also sent the game into overtime, and I, like, look, I think that's kind of the job of a lot of people, right? On the internet, not the job, but that's like kind of the nature of the internet is like people are really. What do they? What's that one saying? I hope your apology is as loud as your criticism, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and it it never is. <laughs> like, let's be frank with it. Like, people are more likely to be loud when they don't like something and they can easily make fun of it than saying, oh, sorry, I was wrong. That's true. 
That's yeah, true. and that's all I have really to say about it. But it's fun, man. It's it, it, the, the NBA is a lot more fun when these guys are being interactive on Twitter. Yeah, it makes things much better, to be honest with you. 110% much more fun. Um, let's talk about some of these uh, series that were going on. I might be a little glitchy because I'm trying to get something up on my computer for us, but let's just let it be a little glitchy. Hopefully, you no can worries. hear me. Um, let's talk about the Phoenix Suns yesterday. Um, and let's just talk about this, like, move, you know, this, this weekend moving forward is going to be important. Um, first and foremost, first and foremost, yesterday, it was killer to not have campaign for the Suns. And I never thought we'd get to this point where campaign being out for the Suns was this big of a deal. This guy went from like, Russell Wilson, Westbrook. Uh, I was almost say Russell Wilson. We both do that all the time. Every time, Russell Westbrook's like handshake guy to out of the league to China to back in the league for like super cheap, and he really is a, a huge spark for the Suns. And it was yeah. weird not having him there for him. Well, he adds a huge dynamic off the bench, and like especially when Chris, well now off the bench because Chris Paul is back, but the Chris Paul thing did looked a little clunky, which I don't blame it for looking clunky yesterday because he just got back from in from not injury from COVID, but that's what 11 days where he couldn't be with the team, 11 days where he couldn't practice with the team, 11 days where he wasn't really picking up a basketball in a NBA environment, right? He wasn't playing with NBA basketball players. So you expected it to be a little bit clunky. And that's where someone like campaign comes in as a backup uh, point guard and provides that spark provides that solid foundation. And he was out the second half and it really fell apart after that. And not to mention four minutes, actually in the second half. It four minutes total. So he's out the second half. He was basically yeah, out. But he's basically out the whole game. Yeah. But I mean, he like was ruled out at half and he was not going to be returning. Um, and then in general, yesterday was just a tough day for the Suns. I mean, I don't want to sound so Mr. Obvious here, but it was. I mean, Devin Booker was wearing a mask. I don't think it's like necessarily like that easy. People are like, oh, mask Devin Booker. I even said it too. This is going to be so cool. But and you do things like if you wake up and your daily routine is fucked up, you you have a harder time going about the day. Now, imagine playing a basketball game with a mask on your face. I mean, I would say more than anything, it's not even about the fact that you have to get the mask. I think it's the fact that you have to do the mask with one day like in between. I think mm-hmm. if if we're talking about he had a game off and then got to practice with it for a day, I think you could probably get used to it. We've seen players have some of the most dominant games in their careers with the mask on. So I don't think it's about the mask. I think it's about like the mask with the fact that like he didn't get any practice time with it. No, he he didn't. He could put up some jumpers and you got to go play a playoff game in the Western conference. Fine. And I don't think any of these guys had it in like Kobe, LeBron, I don't think I'm not sure when Embiid was, I don't think any of them had it in a conference finals. No, they were all in the regular season. I'm pretty yeah. sure. It's like, and yeah, Bede might have been in the playoffs, but I might, I could be wrong about he's that. He's also a big, which is less relying on like crossover pull up jumpers, mm-hmm. which is probably one of the hardest things with the mask. Um, just the way it feels on you probably messes with your balance, your vision, whatever it is. And so, sweat to sweat yeah, like nowhere to escape your face. Yeah, and so. I think that was the biggest thing is he just didn't have time. Like when LeBron had his like 60 points against the Bobcats, I think it was, I think he, he had like, he took one game off, then got the mask, like had a practice. 
And he was playing played. against the Bobcats. Yeah, again, not in the Western <laughs> Conference Finals. Yeah, not in the Western they Conference They don't even finals. exist anymore. <laughs> Jeez. You know, that's that's still my favorite story in NBA history. What? How, why the Bobcats were called the Bobcats. Well, it had something to do with Michael Jordan, correct? No, it was a previous owner, uh, oh, Bob yeah, yeah. Johnson, who I named him Bob Katz because his first name was Bob. <laughs> So you tell me Bob Johnson was just like, we're going with the Bobcats for Charlotte here. <laughs> yeah, we are. I think it's seriously my favorite story in NBA history. Yeah, that, that's actually a pretty, that's a boss move. I like that. Yeah. He's like, Sammy, I'm buying an NBA team. Sammy, what are you naming the NBA team? Sammy Dogs. The Sam Dogs. Although Bobcat's an actual thing, yeah. An actual thing. That'd be like, or it's like you'd be like, Curious George. The, monkey. <laughs> the Curious <laughs> Georges. Curious Georges. <laughs> They go, why'd you name him that? I don't know. <laughs> no reason. Somebody recommended it. It's not even uh, Bobcats in Charlotte, probably. <laughs> yeah, that that that's a pretty that's pretty amazing that he actually named it that. Yeah. I um I do want to say campaign come back. Please come back healthy. Let's get this series. Let's get a series win here. Also, I feel him bad, George, for the Suns and Four guy. His steam might be a little off. It's yeah. Yeah, he's all over the place, though, man. I mean, now that I live in Phoenix, you know, he's like, he's like the club, like on at Riot House, which is like the one, the best nightclub here, or one of the best nightclubs in Scottsdale. Like their flyers, like come party after the game with the Suns and Four guy. Like, yeah, no, he he has like almost a hundred thousand followers on Instagram now. That's awesome, but good for him. Getting tickets to every game, but that was I'm really what I'm saying is it's kind of unfortunate for him that the Suns lost because it kind of ruins the whole like. If the next home game, he can't be walking around passing out Suns and Four shirts like with the same meaning. No. So, but I, I'm excited to see if people just keep like making him a legend. Do you know what I mean? Because like it, yeah. it could be one of those things that wear off pretty quick because like ah, series isn't in four anymore. This is a kind of a thing. But there's some people that things like this give him a career in sports. Like maybe he gets a some like a bar stool gig. Maybe he gets like a podcast about the suns. Like you yeah. never know. This actually could lead to like a future now. I hope he parlays it to something really well, because it's, I mean, a cool story and like the, he did a good job parlaying it so far. So hopefully he parlays it into like a podcast, like you said about the Phoenix suns, or maybe like instead of Jersey shore, like the Valley, the Valley boys and like have like a, you know, MTV thing like the Valley boys. That's just the dumbest <laughs> idea ever, but let's just let's just move forward. <laughs> Can we just move off of that one? Like, wow, that now we've gone too far. Um, George, let's talk about the Atlanta Hawks series that's happening this weekend. I don't want to talk too much about it outside the fact of like holy crap, Trey Young, that first game, but we still have so much series left, which is why I'm really excited for our next podcast that we do because we're gonna be three or four games into the Hawks you know, three, four games in the Suns, and we'll kind of know more what the direction is. But I think it's official time that, you know, Trey Young has won me over. Uh, mm-hmm. He's not the greatest shooter in the world. He's not a great defender. He's not the best rebounder in the world. He's a great playmaker. He's not the greatest playmaker in the world, but he just does everything pretty well. Outside of that's a be- that's a best way to look at it. Um, that's why I thought it was always funny that people were comparing him to Steph because he's nowhere near the shooter that Steph is. But you're right. He does so many things really, really, really well. Like yeah. I, like he is a high-end three-point shooter. He's a high-end finisher. He's a high-end dribbler. He's a high-end passer. He's a high-end playmaker. He's not like 
I, I think he's not the best in the league in any of those things, but he's so high-end in so many different things. It makes him unguardable. You can't give him the three. You can't you can't force him to drive left. You can't force him to drive right. You can't force him to the rim because he can finish. And he's a great free throw shooter. Yeah, which is it's pretty crazy to think. I mean, uh, even if you just look at his stats from this season, George, like uh, forget the, the playoffs, he's been even better, right? I already know. The stats from the regular season probably don't even compare to the uh, playoffs right now where he's playing really, really well. But even during the regular season, this guy averaged 25 points per game, nine and a half assists, and four rebounds. And that was with point... Uh, that was with, what is that? Let's see. With a steal and a few turnovers, which is fine for a point guard, four turnovers. It's a little high, but he's still shooting 34% from three, 50% from the field goal range, and 89% from free throw. He, like as you can see with those statistics, he's not the best three point shooter in the league. He's not the best two point shooter. He's not the best avoiding turnovers. He's one of the best passers. But everything is just like, wow, you do these things pretty exceptionally well. Yeah, pretty exceptional. It's not that he does them above average or good, but he's like he's like the definition of a five tool baseball player that wasn't like I, I don't know. There's some five tool baseball players that will never lead the league in home runs, right? That he'll hit, yeah, three twenty-five with thirty-five home runs. He's like like Derek Jeter, for example, right? Derek Jeter never led the league in home runs, never led the league in RBIs or stolen bases, but he was always like three thirty, thirty home runs, a hundred and five RBIs. Promise, like, he, might lead, he might lead the league in batting average, just like Trey Young might lead the league. Yeah, in, in assists. Yeah, and and I think Derek Jeter led the league in batting average twice. So like, I mean, that's a kind of a really weird comparison because they're like different right baseball to basketball but he's kind of like Derek Jeter in a way I can see that just kind of all around great at what he does yeah but nothing ridiculously special right. which is not a bad thing it's always not, it's not the, not the worst thing in the world and hell of uh, swag he, he 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 the shimmy shake was kind of ridiculous it's actually harder to make a shimmy shake shot than I think it is to just like shoot a contested three sometimes because the, oh yeah uh, the pressure you wait you're out of rhythm you know if you miss it it's embarrassing and he's just just out there doing it I can't I can't really put too many words into it especially like it was just very impressive what's happening I I I actually thought Milwaukee was for sure gonna take game one at home they were eight and a half point favorites and you know everyone doubts Atlanta in that in that situation and. They have a chance to go up 2-0 tonight, and you know they have a chance to make a pretty big statement in the series, even if they lose tonight. I mean, going to Atlanta, tied 1-1 in the Eastern Conference Finals, if you told me at the beginning of the year I was going to see the Phoenix Suns up 2-1 and the Atlanta Hawks up 1-0 at the same time in the Eastern and Western Conference Finals, I would have thought you're crazy. I would have said you're insane, and yeah. I would that, there would be no way. I'd be like, what are you talking about? And that we're, here we are. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing else to say about here we are, and I can't believe it either. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Well, I got two fun little facts for you. All right. I'm ready yeah, for them. I'm in this mood right now. Let's get them. All right. Um, we have – sorry, one little fact for you. What was trending on Twitter yesterday, George, was a new job for people that everyone wants now. Okay, what is it? As everyone was tweeting, a lot of people were saying, hey, Mr. Silver, hire your boy. So if you Google NBA floor sweeper salary, mm -hmm. 
Do you know how much an NBA floor sweeper does? I'm going to guess 55K a year. Uh, 80,000 per year. Okay, not bad. And you only got to work 41 nights. You may be surprised, but on average, the NBA court cleaner salary is 80,000. And some experienced floor cleaners at the NBA also earn up to 100,000 annually. So, but think about that. You're, you're working probably, it's like a, you, you get summers off. You, you work 41 days a year. Yeah. And at night while watching courtside, probably your favorite team. And you wipe the floors when people fall and you're literally on the court and you make a hundred thousand hell of a job, hell of a job. And you can do another job too. Yeah. Like you're literally working 41 nights a year. If they make the playoffs, you work a little bit more and they're night games. Like if you work, let's say you work a nine to five, how many games are at 5 PM? Not many. How do you apply? Is the question. There's only like 29 of them available or 30 of them too. So it's not like, you know, the guys who have it probably aren't quitting anytime soon. How much do you think a water boy makes? I mean, you think water is more important than sweeping the floor, right? I mean, you got to keep your people hydrated. So 95? No, you're wrong about that, my friend. Water oh. <laughs> boy starts around 51. And I'll tell you why. That's a very obvious one. Handing water doesn't take much skill. To make sure the floor is actually clean so players don't slip and get injured, you're, you're putting a lot more on the line, actually. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I could see that. I just, I love water. I think hydration is really important for many reasons, actually. So, yeah, I just thought that maybe the water part would be more important. Doesn't matter if you love water. Which, what's more important if you're an NBA player, that you love your water being handed to you or that the floor doesn't end your career? <laughs> probably, probably if the floor doesn't end my career. That probably makes more sense. Well, thank you all for tuning in to Pod That. Uh, it is Friday. We'll be back on Tuesday. Well, we'll be back. We'll be back on Monday doing a Seattle version. It'll be on this feed and on our Seattle feed. Um, so if you like Seattle sports, tune on in. And if you don't, you can just check us out. Still, same feed on Tuesday. I think we'll have our next NBA pod or live here at one PM ish Pacific. That's our favorite thing. One PM ish. This is Pod That. You can find us everywhere at Pod That or at the Sports on Tap. If you're looking for us on platforms, you literally look up those two things and you'll find us. YouTube and Twitch is the Sports on Tap and at Pod That on all other platforms, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good jazz. And George? What's up, man? We're just two brothers talking sports and this is the Sports on Tap. The Internet's pub. Cheers. Cheers.